Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Craig here with me. Pastor Craig, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Awesome. All right, here's the last question of the week on resurrection. Here we go. Oh, last one? Last one ever. Fun to do. Yep. Where did Jesus go after the crucifixion, but before his resurrection? Now, let's, let's <laughs> a little preface. I don't know what you're about to say. Tee it up, baby. Sometimes, sometimes, you know. I surprise you. Sometimes you surprise me. I do. Um, sometimes I surprise myself. But uh, we're about to, I'm guessing I'm just going to disagree. I'm, I actually, I disagree. Whatever you say. <laughs> I am on a different page. All right, go. So, well, that's okay. You're younger, so, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I got hair. All right. <laughs> you <something>. me. <laughs> All right. Back to it. Yeah. Uh, the question again was, where did Jesus go? Okay. So here's the thing. There are different viewpoints on where Jesus went during these three days. And for us as you know, people who want to know, we got to have the answers. It's hard for us to fathom what happened between the resurrection or between the death of Jesus Christ on you know, the cross and then the resurrection on Easter Sunday morning, which is what we celebrate. I've come from uh, a lot of different conversations where um, Jesus taught a parable once where a uh, rich man and Lazarus, using this guy named Lazarus, uh, this beggar that was at the doorstep died and this rich man didn't give him anything and then he went to hell and then the rich man died and, and uh, well, they didn't go to hell. He, he, he died and then they see each other through this over great this great chasm and and Lazarus is supposedly in Jesus' bosom, which might be like a purgatory or a heaven or Abraham's. something like that. A- yeah, sorry, Abraham's bosom. And he said, uh, "Go." Uh, he said, "Just give me a drop of water." So he must be in hell. And and uh, he said, "I can't do that for you, but at least go back and tell my relatives not to come to this place." And so a theology has been built on that, where Jesus went to the same place and led a captive of hosts captive. He took all those people from that great chasm, that purgatory. Captive or let them free? Yeah, it's out of Ephesians 4. um, And it says, uh, Ephesians 4, 8, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In Mm -hmm. saying this, he ascended, uh, in saying he ascended, what does it mean that he also, but he also descended to the lower regions of the earth um, so they, they take these abstract passages, join them together, and make a theology out of them. I have a really big problem with that. Number one, you can't make a theology out of a parable. Parables are stories to illustrate a truth. Amen. But they are not necessarily, oh, see, we agree. But they're not necessarily Finally. detailed <laughs> in, in, uh, in every single aspect of that parable. So I don't think that passage illustrates to us a theology that we can build on. Um, in fact, I would say this Ephesians 4 passage actually talks about the incarnation and not about the death of Jesus Christ and where he went to fight this great battle and yeah. led all these captives if, out of purgatory. Yeah. And if anything, when you're put into a cave, you go into the earth. I, I just There's too many weird things. There's too things many weird to things. Yeah. And, and purgatory is not a biblical concept. You cannot find purgatory anywhere in the scripture. And so from one parable, you build a theology that leads you to have to build a, a place called purgatory that leads you to have to deal with these other passages of scripture and pull them in that say not what you think that they say. It is a slippery slope 
Instead, I would say this. When Jesus hung on the cross, there are three hours that we're not told anything of what happened to him. When the, uh, when the sky grew dark and darkness came over the face of the earth, it happened for three hours, and we're not told anything that happened in Jesus' life during those three hours. This is right after he was, he was put on the cross, he hung there in darkness, and then at the end of that, he said, Eloi, Eloi, Lameth, Sabachthani, which, which, which brought about um, his, his, uh, his final death. Those were his, his final words, and, and his, he had dealt with the thieves on the cross and all of that before that. We are intentionally not given certain aspects of what happened spiritually in Jesus' life because I don't think we can handle the information. We can't, we can't put it into categories. And so just like we don't know what happened during those three hours of Jesus' life, it was almost such a holy moment. Nothing is written about it. it all, that we, all that we can fathom is that it, it accomplished a darkness on the face of the earth over a three-hour period. And then once his death occurred and he, he gave up his spirit, there occurred a three-day period that we're not told what happened. And um, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to asking him someday, but my answer to your question, in other words, is I don't know what happened. But I do know this, that during that three-day period, nobody really knew <laughs> what was going on except for the Godhead. Mm. The angels stood in, stood in awe uh, humanity mourned. They thought it was over. Every follower of Jesus Christ was bummed. They they thought it was done. The haters of Jesus Christ rejoiced. They thought it, it was over, but they were still nervous because they stuck guards at the at the tomb even after the uh, d- during that time period up to the three days when it was over. You had all these emotions flowing. Nobody knew what happened, and to this day is that's what I believe. Nobody really knows what happened. All we know is that something happened during those three day, that three-day period that solidified in the spiritual realm Jesus' authority over sin, death, and the grave. And when he rose on the third day, that was him putting a nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, taking all the nails out of the coffin because we'll raise because <laughs> he raised. Putting the nail in the coffin. Right on. That's, that's a good way to finish that. Um, I, I would happen to agree that we could surmise, but to say with certainty um, what he did or where he went is, yeah, it's surmising at best. And then to, we agree yeah, we do to overstate, um, sometimes, um, people feel like they need to have an answer to everything yeah. and it can actually lead people to say things and overplay their cards a little bit and develop bad theology. Yeah. I cannot take a parable and go too deep with it. Um, and that's, I think, exactly what happened with that. And I should also say, to be honest for those folks, and some might be listening that believe that, um, they believe in this uh, kind of a soul sleep idea. I don't know if they put it in that terms, because they would say, all the people of the Old Testament, how did they go to heaven when Jesus had not died yet? And so they would be kind of in this purgatory setting until he died, and then they would go to heaven with him at the resurrection. Again, you're building a whole theology on really watery Yep. Yeah, you know, scripture. Yep, yep. All right, Craig, thank you for being here all week long. Thank you for processing the resurrection. I mean, this is a huge event. This is the, this is the central uh, event of the Christian faith, the crucifixion, mm. the resurrection. Without one, you don't have the other. And so we get the joy. Uh, actually, you're hearing this after Easter, but we're recording this before Easter. So in just a couple days, we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. So thank you for being here with us. Yeah, because uh, he has risen, we too will rise someday. Brother, that is the that is the that's the kicker right there. Amen, amen. All right, next question. Come back next week. It is this. What is the difference between the gospel and the Bible? Aren't they the same? 
come back. Dan Luders, I love you.